The Anarchist's Workbench by Christopher Schwarz Published by Lost Art Press This recording is by Ray Defterius and is not affiliated or endorsed by Lost Art Press in any manner. Any errors or omissions are purely the fault of the narrator, as is any general bungling of pronunciation of names. Appendix B. Working without a workbench. There's only one reason that the cheaper workbench industry exists, and that's because people think they need a workbench to build a workbench, or are truly delusional, and think it will be fine for furniture making. So many woodworkers I've met have burnt $200 to $500 on a bench that isn't worth the BTUs to burn. The things wobble like a broken finger. The vices hold like the handshake of a creepy vacuum salesman. They are too lightweight for even mild planing tasks. You don't need one of these benches to someday construct a real bench. In fact, I build benches all the time without the assistance of a workbench. It's easy. Start with sawhorses. Glue up the bench top on the sawhorses. Sawhorses plus bench top, ersatz bench. Now build the workbench's base on top of that ersatz bench. Put the base and the bench top together. You're done. If you want a temporary workbench until you build a real workbench, there are ways to get the job done with just a little money and a little frustration. This brief chapter seeks to give you some options. I know that some of you will insist on buying something as soon as you anoint yourself a woodworker. It's an instinct we're trained into as consumers. Here are a few things to put into your shopping cart instead of a cheap workbench. Buy an industrial steel packing table with a hardwood top. You can get these from many, many suppliers. McMaster Car is one. These feature a heavy welded steel base and a wooden top that's maple, if you're lucky. These metal tables don't rack like a cheap workbench and cost less, way less if you find a used one. You can screw thin pieces of wood to the top as planing stops so you can plane the faces of boards and legs and the like. And get a large hand screw clamp to stabilize boards when planing them on edge. These packing tables don't come with any vices of course, but you can fix that with your credit card. Buy a couple bar clamps, you'll need clamps no matter what that are long enough to span the width of the top of the packing table. Screw a 4x4 below the bench top, right at the front edge of the top. This will allow you to clamp your work to the front edge of the bench top so you can work on boards, edges and ends. That's one solution. How about a simpler approach? Use your kitchen cabinets, kitchen table or dining table as the workbench. You can clamp planing stops to the tabletop You'll need a couple of F-style clamps for this. Don't forget to buy a large hand screw clamp to help stabilize boards when planing them on edge on the tabletop. For working on edges and ends of boards, buy a commercial moxen vise which you can clamp to any tabletop or countertop. This vise will let you work on the edges and ends of boards. Even after you build a real workbench, you'll continue to use the moxen and the hand screws. Is that still too much money? Do you have a public park nearby? Use a picnic table. Drive nails or screws into the top to serve as planing stops. With the picnic table you get both high and low working surfaces. 
you can drive some nails into the picnic table's benches to act as a planing stop and use them like a Roman workbench. Buy a couple of big handscrew clamps. Every woodworker needs these anyway. Clamp or screw these handscrews to the picnic table so they work like vices, so you can work on boards, edges or ends. Here are other time-honored solutions I've observed in the wild. Take four pieces of 3 quarter by 24 by 96 CDX cheapo plywood and screw them together face to face to make a 3 inch thick bench top. Screw this bench top to a used metal desk. The old metal desks that populate schools, warehouses and government offices are ugly, cheap and widely available. They are almost all 30 inches high. Add a 3 inch thick bench top and you're the right height range for most Americans. Some of these desks have MDF desktops. Some have sheet metal tops. Either way, you can screw your plywood bench top to the desk. Bonus, the drawers give you tool storage. Add work holding as above. Conscript an old dresser bureau. This is a three or four drawer cabinet for storing clothes. One 19th century book I read showed how to turn this into a workbench. Attach planing stops to the top of the bureau dresser. For sawing, keep it simple. Use 5 gallon buckets as saw benches. Thanks for that tip, Mike Simpson. You could also clamp a moxen vise to the top. The lower drawers are for storing tools. The upper drawer can catch sawdust. Not my idea, it was mentioned in the book. The Apocalypse Workbench When I teach or demonstrate woodworking on the road, the venue is occasionally luxurious, and other time it's more like Lord of the Flies. I've shown up at woodworking clubs where the workbench on offer was a folding table with metal legs and a particle board top. After years of encountering this problem, I learned to travel with an emergency kit of things that allowed me to work without bursting into sweat and tears in front of an audience. Here's the kit. Two large hand screws. Two 36-inch bar clamps, two F-style clamps, usually with 12-inch bars, thin strips of plywood, usually 3 inches by 24 inches and in two thicknesses, a quarter inch and a half inch, small clamping pads of scrap plywood to prevent denting my work when I pinch it, a few softwood shims, a couple of simple bench hooks for sawing. This kit has converted many desks and tables into somewhat functioning workbenches. The handscrew and bar clamps act as face vices. The plywood scraps can be made into planing stops for planing with the grain or across it. And the F-style clamps can clamp my work, or other clamps, to the tabletop. To be sure, I'm always happy to return home to my workbench. But until I find a way to fit it in the aeroplane's overhead compartment, this kit has become a way that I can work almost anywhere. If you buy or inherit a cheap workbench. Let's say that all your friends warned you against buying a $200 to $300 hobby workbench and you went against the advice. How bad could it be? This part of the book is for you. As an experiment, I bought one of these benches for $220 total with shipping. Out of the box, it weighed just 57 pounds. That's the sort of bench you want to feed a sandwich. I decided to see if I could make it into a decent bench for about $50. I came pretty close. Here's what I did. The bench's base was a lightweight white pine 
and was assembled with dowels and screws. The two end assemblies were joined with wide pine stretchers. Captured nuts and bolts pulled everything tight, like assembling a bed. The first thing I did was to glue all the joints in the end assemblies as I put the bench together. The instructions didn't mention glue, but I added it to the dowels and all the mating surfaces. I sized the end grain areas with glue, and then reapplied glue if the gluing surfaces became dry, before clamping the parts together. Then I bolted the ends together. I added the thin shelf provided by the manufacturer, then slapped three layers of scrap construction plywood on top of the thin shelf. This added much needed mass. To make the base even more rigid and heavy, I screwed three quarter inch thick plywood panels to the back and ends of the base. The bench top was maple and only one inch thick. So I glued and screwed two layers of three quarter thick plywood to the underside of the bench top. The new bench top thickness of two and a half inches isn't terrible. I had to drill out the dog holes through the new plywood layers. The original bench top was connected to the base with puny screws. I replaced those screws with four sets of 3/8 hex head bolts, washers and nuts. While I'm not wild about bolting together a bench, it's a step up from using spindly screws. The work holding on the bench was a skimpy end vise, so I added holes for holdfasts in the bench top. Then I drilled holes in the front legs so I could put holdfasts or pegs there. I added a crochet to the front edge of the bench top. Planing edges of boards is now quite easy. Then I restrained the bench to the floor with lag screws. You can bolt yours to the shop floor or screw cleats to the floor to fence in the bench's feet. While you're down there, check out the bench's feet. They might not sit flat and need to be planed, sawn down or shimmed up. With all my modifications, the bench weighed about 130 pounds, a lot more than when it was born from its shipping box. When restrained to the floor, it didn't sway under planing pressure. It wasn't the worst bench I've ever worked on. But to be fair, I have built stuff on folding tables, a rotting porch and a loading dock. The bar is pretty low. I don't however recommend this path unless you inherit one of these benches. Never ever buy a $220 commercial bench. Not even on a bet. That $220 could buy you more than 900 pounds of yellow pine.